What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Pause, Run, Play podcast, where we got the whole crew on the table. We got the whole cast and crew in here tonight. Obviously, I'm Casey, and we got Vince. How's it going, man? Good. I'm doing good. Good. What about you, Josh? How you doing? Excellent. I can just... All I want to say is that I'm really upset with Vince. The last, like, three days, for some reason, the only thing running through my head is... Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, <laughs> scary. <laughs> I just can't get it out of my head. It is. I, I'm pretty sure that was on the podcast originally that you yeah. told me about it, and just. I a hundred percent forgot about that. That I completely <laughs> forgot about the well, werewolf bar mitzvah. Song. I hope that it gets you stuck in off. your head now forever because spooky it's been in mine. Scary. <laughs> but I am good. I am not actually upset men, at this. Men becoming wolves. <laughs> I love that. That's a, I think it's a 30 Rock reference, if I remember right, right? I think it was from what you said, yes. But yes, excellent. Doing quite well. That's good, and I would be a hater too, except I can't remember it well enough. And part of it's because I'm so tired, but the other part of it is I can only hear Vince's voice saying it, so I didn't rem- <laughs> memorize it. So it's like a Vince-only thing in my head. Like, Vince has to say it, or it's not real type thing. It makes it even worse, having <laughs> my voice in your head, yeah. singing that dumb song. <laughs> you need to hear Tracy Morgan do it correctly. <laughs> oh, man. Well... It's good to be back, and we're actually going to do a Halloween episode. It's been a minute, but we we have to do a spooky season episode like every single year, don't we? Like, uh, I think even on the years we've been slow, we've done one. So, guys, just so you guys know, this is so we started this podcast doing it in 2019. So now we're doing 2022 podcasting. It's been three years. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> it doesn't seem right. That's <laughs> true. Well, think about this. Our very first episode was one where we just joked around and yelled into the computer. We've since deleted that one off the thing. But our very first episode was Brightburn. Mm-hmm, Do you I guys remember that. that? What was the one before that? Uh, it was just one where we talked about our love of movies, I think. Um, it's, I, it's, I don't even remember. that was. Yeah. I always thought Brightburn was the first one. <laughs> no, no. We did one where we just casually talked and did a lot of stuff. Talked about some of our favorite stuff about movies. Um, kind of established ourselves and then we jumped into Brightburn did a little bit of a recap and that became our first episode later so um, I remember Brightburn was the first one because I can't remember if it was the title when I posted it on YouTube on the YouTube channel I can't remember if it's the title or in the thumbnail but it, it says something like this is our first episode please be gentle or something <laughs> like that. I'm actually certain that's exactly what it says <laughs> but crazy that we've been doing it so long and we went from Bad spot, bad Superman to uh, to this now. So we're gonna be chatting about two movies um, throughout the thing, but I want to do a quick catch up. See how everyone's been. Josh, what have you been up to? What movies you've been watching and uh, whatnot? Spooky season movies is the name of the game for Josh. From September to now, I think I've only on my letterbox. I think I have two movies that aren't like horror, thriller, horror kind of movies, right? And so that's all I've been watching pretty much. Like. I promised my wife that I would watch BoJack Horseman. I'm like, I'll watch BoJack Horseman, like, starting November 1st, okay? Like, I'll do it then. I've been trying to watch scary movies, like, almost every night. Not every night, but I've been watching a ton of stuff. So I won't go over all of them, but just I'll give, like, a quick... I'm just going to, like, list some, and then I'll, I'm just going to say, like, something about one or two of them. Nothing too crazy. So these are only for October, not even my September ones, because then it'd be too long. I watched uh, Blair Witch, the new one right not the old one the original one malevolent which was a horror movie i never knew existed has florence Pugh on netflix 
A lot of people hate it, and I actually thought it was not that bad. I kind of liked it. Uh, Halloween 2018, a rewatch and prep for this. Uh, Poltergeist, first time I'd seen the original Poltergeist, and that was just not what I was expecting. Wait, like, this is the little, uh, like he's a little leprechaun guy. No, that's the leprechaun. No. Poltergeist is different. Poltergeist Hold is on. the little girl and the like the TV, the TV people right? yeah because okay. well, i was just from that and like what it seemed like and what i'd heard about the new one i was expecting more like you know the tv thing what happened at the very beginning kind of was like really similar to what i was expecting and then where that movie went i was expecting more like almost like not like a you know self cam and stuff like that but i was expecting more like paranormal activity kind of vibes like oh creepy in the house and oh there's a ghost here and stuff but what happened? That movie was wild. Just not what I was expecting at all. Um, now that you've watched it, there's a documentary series on Disney Plus. <clears throat> excuse me about um, inter- uh, ILM, the movie production company. Uh-huh. They do all the special effects for Star Wars. It's George Lucas's company that he started. Yeah. Um, you should watch the episode that talks about um, the special effects on that there movie. There was a lot of a lot like for that industrial time period, light and magic creating the impossible. Is- the episode, or they talk about how they did the effect of imploding the house, and yeah. it's way more difficult than you'd ever imagine. <laughs> That's crazy. And they had like one go at it. I think it was in. I think it was that documentary. I'm pretty sure it was that one. But they only had like one go at it because it cost so much money. Like I to bet. redo the whole scene was they had like shotguns shooting it to like crush it down fast. Like it was really interesting to watch. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely need to check that out. Um, the new Hellraiser that just came out a few weeks ago. Oh, is it good? I wanted to watch it. I've never seen a Hellraiser. He didn't give it very good remarks, if I remember right. Uh, I think he gave it two and a half let's stars. Let's see. <laughs> this was... I, I was going to read my review, but my review is just very... It's like a personal review. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I said that Protoss Pylon shirt likes people with weird skin. It's like a reference to StarCraft. Because, like, the the overlord of these, like, of the the Hellraiser, like, you know... Uh, Pinhead and all of the other people who are trying to, I forget what they're called. They have a name. Because um, I haven't watched any of the other ones either. This is the first one I'd seen. I just knew, like, kind of the backstory. But, like, those, the people who, like, have all the weird skin and stuff, um, they're, like, God or whatever that people want to talk to, it looks like. It's like a big old diamond. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played StarCraft, it looks like a pylon, like, from Protoss, which is one of the, the things. Not to get too nerdy, but that's all I wrote for my review. I gave it two and a half stars. Like, it was interesting, the concept of it. A lot of people said it was very similar to the original, so it has some good, some bad reviews. I didn't, like, love it especially. It did get kind of interesting. Is it pretty... Is it... A, like a, I know it's a slasher, but is it, like, over-the-top gore and stuff? It's definitely over-the-top with a lot of the stuff that kind of happens to some people right like a big part of like the hellraiser series in general from what i've read and seeing this movie is like the big idea is those people that you see right um who have like all the weird skin and stuff the idea behind it is that they're like they're like humans or whatever are so limited in like the sensations that they felt like especially pain and stuff right so like people get skin and their body is like contorted or stripped in super weird ways in the idea of like exploring different sensations of pain and stuff like that right and so it's definitely a big part of that it doesn't get like too it's not like what do they call it like torture porn movie 
No, it's not too bad. Those are like like, that. like, no. like a saw. Like yeah, like the yeah. sequels to Saw. Yeah, those no. are those are gross. It's not that bad. And the other weird part is like once they're like these people, right? They're not, you know, because there are people who are kind of getting tortured and or killed by these people and those people you know it can be kind of bloody and stuff but then the people even though they look really cool and i've watched some videos on twitter about like how they got um these people you know ready you know pinhead and all these other people who have these really weird and crazy looks and it it was really really interesting to see the costumes and makeup Mm -hmm. it looks like there was very little like vfx actually done for those people which is kind of insane um but then it's all like really clean like like after because these people, like, already had a ton of stuff done to them, but now they're, like, this person's, like, minions, and they're, like, yeah, their body looks like it's all stretched and broken in all these weird ways, but, like, in a super clean way, like, right? <laughs> like, you see the pictures of Pinhead, right? It's all very neat. Yeah. Like, chest is stretched all weird, but it's, like, not bloody. It's just... Perfectly symmetrical. Yeah, stuff like that. So it's not, like, too crazy. It's all right. Like, if you're looking for, you know, kind of a horror movie, you want, like, a newer one, like, it's not a bad watch. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. First time I'd ever watched it, actually, surprisingly. Excellent movie. Halloween Kills, you know, just because we're watching Halloween Ends. Had to Is this do your it. second time? Second time watching it. I'm sorry. It. It was like, <laughs> I didn't like that. Lights Out. I did not love. Like, the concept was okay. It's, um, it's about, like... It came out in 2016. It's a shadow monster, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's right. You can right. only see when the lights are out. Or, yeah. you know, that's or an interesting... Like that. that one's story behind it is more interesting than the actual movie itself because the guy that directed that movie released a short on the internet before it was yeah, made. Yeah, I saw that. It was really good, and then they let him make a full movie. It's his first, like full movie I think and this it is, was based off of his short and, and to be fair like it decent. was really creepy for a while like the the shadow monster or whatever right that lives in the shadows is very freaky looking and like the first few like where it's more shrouded in mystery right the first however many minutes of the movie where you're kind of learning about it and you just like kind of see it it's like actually pretty scary mm-hmm. right even though the story itself is kind of not great like that was actually I was like oh that's actually kind of scary but then it just yeah, it's, the story yeah. goes nowhere. It's Sandberg who's the Sandberg who's the director. He also did Shazam, and then he's also done Annabelle Creation. Wow! So he has a lot of depth, but but literally, um, Lights Out is literally just the extended part of a short film. And I remember watching that and thinking it was very cool, but also was just like one I kind of didn't think about until you just talked about it. So yeah. the weirdest thing for me was uh, have either of you guys seen Hacksaw Ridge? Okay. Oh, yes, I have. You have? Okay, so the person that Andrew Garfield marries in that movie, she's, like, the main actress in this movie. But obviously she's, you know, a lot more modern and, like, you know, dressed up and kind of grungy. Where in Hacksaw Ridge, she's, like, this, you know, perfect little, like, housewife to this guy in, you know, back in World War II times. And it's just, like, I recognized her, but I couldn't tell. And it was only when I looked it up that I could tell because... You still recognize her by her face, right? But it was just such, like, a different role, like, incredibly different. And she still did pretty good. So, And then the last one, which I actually, you know, I don't want to talk about it a ton because I don't want to spend too much time on it, but The Lodge. If you guys haven't seen The Lodge, it's 20... Oh, my gosh, yes. I have seen it. You have? It's got uh, the guy who's the lead, the lead the dwarf lead. in The Hobbit. What's his name? Who's the dad? 
He is. Yeah, he I is. I didn't know that. And then, uh, yeah, I know the show and is great. The, the main kid, I forget his name, but the main kid from It, the one who stutters. Yeah. He's um, one of the main characters in this. Billy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, his name is Billy, right? Well, that's his name in It. In It. Yeah, I forget um, what the... Jaden Martell. Yes. Uh, he's in it. And then Riley Koff, Koff, I don't know, and Leah McHugh. So, basically the story is these two kids, their mom and their dad are separated. Excuse me. And um, uh, their mom ends up uh, taking her own life, the beginning of the movie. And so they start, you know, they live with their dad, and he's, like, dating this person, right? Um, who used to be in like a really weird cult when she was younger, right? And they don't really like her. They kind of like blame her for her mom's death because, you know, their separation was kind of a big part of what led her to do that. So they end up going to spend Christmas in like this kind of cabin out in the middle of nowhere next to this like frozen lake and stuff like that. And it just gets like really, really trippy. Like they start like contemplating like life because it's not because like what did i write i wrote that it was like super disorienting because a lot of times in the movie they're like out in the snow and stuff right Mm -hmm. and i just have like a fear of like those like extremely white like disorienting when you're just out and you can't tell here from their directions and stuff like that and that's even you know further augmented by the fact that you know we live around a ton of mountains and so i always feel like i kind of have a decent sense of direction wherever i go because you can tell it's not just flat plains and so just those kind of like disorienting places and they take it a step further with like this whole like psychological thing like that i can't really get into because it's spoilery but it's it's very good and it's very trippy if you haven't watched it you gotta watch it it's on uh, Hulu. I would I gladly do a podcast episode on that, just so you guys know. Like, I will come back tomorrow and talk about it. Like, that's how much I enjoyed that film, actually. So, anyways, awesome. not to go too crazy, but those were <laughs> those are the spooky movies I've been watching. It doesn't I... have to be just spooky movies. Just that's what I'm right. Watching. Well, I figure I'll stick with the theme, right? Because I've seen some. I haven't seen a lot of. I've been keeping up with my Prime TV. You know, my the big. TV shows out and or some of the best Star Wars you'll ever see. House of the Dragons, freaking amazing. I'm enjoying Lord, Lord of the Rings TV show. Good. All those, you know, set aside. <clears throat> Movie-wise, I haven't really watched any spooky season movies other than these two that we watched, uh, Malignant, Malignant and Howling Ends. I did see Barbarian last month, um, but I'm not going to say anything to you guys about it other than we need to go see it, it's Casey. fantastic. It's so much fun and... I think everyone should see it without knowing anything. Like that's I know that's what everyone is saying, but there's a reason they're saying it, you know. It works really well. Premises horror movie set in an Airbnb. That's all I'm going to say. I haven't watched spooky movies in a long time. Like like I could even probably go back to last October and I think or even the one before that and the only one that pops in my head that I've watched is Halloween Kills. And uh, that Adam Sandler one, Hubie oh Halloween. Oh my gosh! Don't even talk <laughs> about still that still stuck one. in my head. I guess I watched oh, one called Freaky Two last year. It looks like Hubie Halloween would have been two years ago. But that's how out of the horror scene that I've been, and it depresses me. Here's the thing: just I watching. I love, and when you get a good horror movie, it's so good, right? Like we talk about Get Out, and we talk about Midsommar, right? When you get a really good horror movie, that's just next level and really original. It's one of the best movies of the year, always, yeah. right? Just because that intensity. But the horror genre is just so saturated with so many movies that are just so mid. 
mm-hmm. just so run of the mill mm-hmm. that you're just trying to find something good and it's like ah. And I'm like really in the spooky movie season spirit right now, so I've been watching like so many. And I love it, and I'm going to keep doing it through Halloween, but I don't know if I could keep doing it year after year because <laughs> they're just, if you look on my letterbox, there are so many two, two and a half, three, Oof. two and a half, two, three and a half, three, you know, just like that, just because there's so many that are just like, oh, okay, now that we got there. It's like, usually whatever. the big block bu- blockbuster ones that are those mid-tier ones. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I keep hearing, because everyone, all these podcasts I listen to now, they're all talking about Halloween movies, and apparently there's a... A uh, streaming service called Shutter out there that is just how, yes. like, just horror movies, and uh-huh. I, I guess there's a lot on there that are just like fantastic, under like not well known, small budget horror movies that just blow these guys' socks off. But I don't really want to pay for another streaming service. I think so you I can get a free trial through Prime. Um, yeah, I think it's like thirty days actually, oh, or nice. like so not yeah. very long. I got I actually got Shutter um, just for like this because I was watching stuff on this, some. and I had a specific movie I wanted to watch Train to Busan, which I hadn't seen before, which is oh. amazing by the way. I if I've heard really good Busan, things about it. That's absolutely Bong though, incredible. Right? Uh, no, it's nope. not. It is a it is a South Korean film, but it's not okay. Bong Joon Ho. Um, but. I got Shutter and yeah, it's a 30 day free trial and I was and I got it like at the beginning of September. So I was like, I'll do like the month free trial and then I'll pay for one month and then I'll cancel it after Halloween, you know, because it was like I think it was like five bucks within Prime. So I was like, I can do five bucks for like because it was like this or I was gonna just rent Train to Busan like on Prime for like four dollars. So I was like, okay, (laughs) fine, I guess. I've uh, I've actually heard that it's just one I should just buy. People are like, you would like it, and I'm like, I could I could invest in that. So. It is a really I'm not gonna talk about it because I've already talked way too much. But <laughs> Train to Busan is one of the best movies I've watched in the last two months, hands oh, down. Awesome! Wow. Korean zombie drama that's just incredible. What? Zombies? I didn't even know it was zombies. Yep. Spoilers. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's, a, it's like a it's horror. A like, I, I don't know if I classify it as a horror movie, but it is like zombies. Yeah. So. Speaking of train movies, really quick. Remember when we did Snowpiercer? Mm-hmm. I got awesome. really obsessed with Snowpiercer for a minute, and I about bought the comics, like the oh, graphic cool. novels and stuff. But I watched, I watched the whole entire first season of it, and then there's season two, and I thought I was just like. I did something dumb, and I bought every single episode of season two. <laughs> I like it. I nice. still like it. I, watched it. Um, I still think David Diggs is great in it. So I don't know. The story's good. And plus, um, Mr. Whatever his name is. Sorry, this has been a while since I've watched it. But Mr. Wilson or Willard or whatever, whoever did the train, mm-hmm. he is uh, Sean Bean. And so oh. makes it all the better that yeah. Sean Bean's in there. So, yeah, sorry. I just had to interject right. with that. Speaking of train movies. Well, but what have, what have you been watching more oh, recently? Finished? Yeah, that's it for me. Like, I don't have a lot of horror well, in my, in my recently seen <laughs> I just looked at your letterbox, and so I know what you watched. And I'm so excited to hear what you think. So, yeah, so I've been keeping up on Amazon Prime stuff. I watched season one, season two of The Boys. Love it. So good. Um, there's three seasons out, right? I haven't finished the third season. Okay, I, I, just, I, I just finished the yeah, third Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for it because this is the one where Soldier Boy comes in, as far as I know, which is Jensen Ackles, and that man is a fine piece of candy. What else is he from? I've never Supernatural. seen Supernatural. Supernatural. Oh, That's all I know him from, actually. It's a huge... I dated... It's like a, the biggest thing he's in. Right? Yeah, I dated uh, a girl in 2009 who was obsessed with Supernatural. I did, too, but I never got into it with her. I tried. I, I like, watched... I didn't get into it with her. I would just, like, there at the house, and they would be watching it, so, you know, sit down and casually hang out for a while, and they were like... Okay. Tuned out. Um, but yeah, that's all he's from. But he's 
he's cool. He's not quite John Hamm, but he's almost there. <laughs> um, but then I also have been really obsessed with the Rings of Power. Um, I know not a lot of people. I saw two episodes. Don't I'm not spoiling anything. I know a lot of people aren't loving on it, and I, I don't care. I liked it. It looks incredible. We live in an apartment now. It's having the trailer, and we got a bigger TV. And I'm like, so great to watch it on. Like that's the one thing I'm like not compromising on. I'm like I have to watch it here on the big TV. So it's been a lot of fun. I really like that. Um, Okay, then this is what Josh is getting excited about. Is he's really excited that I watch Uma, um, which is the Korean. American drama, which is led by um, Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, Sandra O. Oh. It's it's a story like it's a Korean American drama. It's really good. Um, I gave it a better score than a lot of people did. I watched Hocus Pocus too, just for the nostalgia factor. Not the greatest film I've ever seen. I rate it three and a half stars, um, but I, definitely I watch a fun <laughs> film. I actually want the ch- the children's Anderson sisters. I think they're kind of twisted. Um, there's a line from the original Hocus Pocus where they get on the bus and the bus driver, like he opens up the door and he looks and sees the three Sanderson sisters. He goes, Bobbo, Bobbo, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So that has been an inside joke for years with me and my ex and to this day still an inside joke. Right? So the other day I was, I'm divorced now and I was, uh, I was flipping through one of those dating apps with my nieces who are eight and six Uh and I was, I was like going through these girls and I showed one of them. I'm like, what do you think? Babo Babo or Babo Nabo? And they went off. (laughs) Every time I see them, I'm like, yeah, I got a date this weekend. Like, is she Babo Baba? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's a good way to put your nieces into like a good long running joke. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Also, there's right after that, there's a line that says like, we desire children or something like that. And he goes, (laughs) I, I, like I think I can try or something like that or something like it might take me a while but I think I can try it's like that was in a children's movie that I, know, I enjoyed I love, that's that's the best part of the originals is those adult moments yeah. I think that's the best part of all kids movies right the little especially adult as an, jokes a, they a, stick in an adult now right yeah. where you're like what we the never heck never noticed it before the obsession with virgins in that movie. I had no idea until you watched it as an adult <laughs> the virgin lighting a candle all right this is the one Josh has been waiting for. I'm not going to tease him anymore or give him a hard time. The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. Um, which Josh like was like, you got to watch it. And I, we put it off, we put it off, we put it off. Then we watched it, and it was not what I was expecting for one. But for two, it was a solid movie, I would say. It was full of the unexpected, which is always good. I felt like the production was an overall shit, which was important. And uh, younger Chris Helmsworth was pretty cool to see. Um, I liked how it played into a lot of, like, early 2000s, like, TV tropes as well for, like, kind of, like, the coming of age, like, adults going on a journey. Um, But also, I really liked um, that Jake Peralta's dad is in it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, He's also in The Handmaid's Tale, which I've been watching as well, and the new season of Rick and Morty, which is on pause. So, um, yeah. He's one of those guys, you know, where you just recognize the face, but you don't know his name or anything. Yeah, literally. Ah, He's like, oh, yeah, that guy. I like that guy. Yeah, (laughs) he's all over the place, and you're like, I don't know his name. But I really liked it, Josh. funny. I I liked it. And to be honest with you, I gave it a four star. I gave you a four star. I love that. Um, perfect for me. So it was great. And then I watched all the Halloweens um, in preparation for this. You, like the new ones or all, even like the old ones? All the new like ones. Five or six. I couldn't watch the old ones. I watched the OG old one. Eleven? Yeah, I watched the OG old one. I can't watch some of the middle ones. I don't love them as much. But I have watched them all. 
Um, but then, guys, I watched Scream for the first time in my life. Scream 1 or New Scream? Scream 1. The, the original Scream. I watched it for the first time in my life recently. It's fun, so. huh? Yeah, it's way fun. That'll make I, you appreciate the new one that just came out, too. So Okay. You should All right. watch that one. I'm here for it. But I found out that the lady who's in it, one of the ladies who's the actress is in it, she's in all of the Screams. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. I looked it up and did some research. But, yeah. Um, should we get to the meat and potatoes of this, uh, this, this series and talk about what we came here to talk about? Just one request. You finally watched Cabin in the Woods. That only leaves one on my list for you to watch. Oh, Super Mario Bros. 1994. Exactly. That one. You, <laughs> you haven't seen that? I have seen it. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, we're joking around. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch with you guys. <laughs> I love that movie. It, right? I grew up on that movie. Me and Casey have. We, we, we connect sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I really wish they would have done for this upcoming Super Mario, though? Or this Mario movie? I wish they would have let John Leguizamo be Luigi again, because he's just voice acting. But Charlie Day is kind of perfect. That's fine, but like it would have been pretty funny for him to reprise the role. I'm really hoping for a Mario, 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 Luigi, Mario joke in there, just to reference it, you know? What's your name? Mario. What's your last name? Mario. (laughs) And what's yours? Luigi, Luigi? No, Luigi, Mario. Come on, it's gold. (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we get into it, Uh, my last movie on list for Casey is Everything Everywhere All at Once. He still hasn't seen it yet. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you have to watch that. it just before the end of the year. I, not even before uh, the end b- of the year. Before before we do we our, do our rankings. Our rankings. I will gladly that watch. Has it. to be on. There. I just want you guys to know, and I have to pull this up because I want to make sure I, I I post down what I've recently purchased, but I haven't watched, and this is embarrassing for me. <laughs> um, the Last Duel. Oh, um, I wanted to. Yeah, that's on my. I, I think bu- I bought it. Because I was like, this is what I want to watch. I think I've got it on my, I think it's on HBO. So I think it's on my list on HBO for something to watch. It took me three flights to watch The Green Knight, actually, because that film was really hard to watch. I saw it in theaters. It's an interesting movie. Yeah. It yeah. went way over my head. <laughs> it did. And that's the problem. So I read the little back story to help you. And then I still was like, what? Because mm-hmm. I'm playing. I'm blaming the play and the altitude, man. But anyhow, I will watch your show before the end of the year, Josh. You can I request will, any movie of me. I will watch it. I swear. I just want. I just want both of you to watch Legend. Love Actually this year. I feel it <laughs> in my fingers. No, thank you. I feel it in my toes. That's one of my favorite movies. Actually, did you, you know, know that? the Valentine's episode? Yeah, we'll do. It. No, okay. we're gonna do it for Christmas. That's a Christmas oh, show. A, oh, I, I've never seen. It. I just assumed it was a Valentine's. No, day. it's a I Christmas a movie. Oh, wait. What is this one? Love Actually. So this is the one where there's like, like bunch six, of different stories, bunch right? of different stories oh, yeah, all in yeah. the same one. But it's a Christmas movie. It's great. It's like seriously one of my favorite films. Really? Yeah, I watch it every year. Um, and then the same guy who um, who wrote that film, he all, he did another film which I really like as well. That's a comedy, and it is um, it's called About Time, which is a comedy love thing about time travel as well. So I don't think I'm gonna see that. I'm sorry. Love Actually. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Come on. I don't really I care. So, guys, just a preface. Um, Malignant movie these guys chose to watch, which I was all hyped on. But where my wife is currently pregnant, we started this movie, and she said, that's a no from me. And we switched, and we watched uh, Don't Breathe instead. So, um, because there's a pregnant lady in the show at the start. So. I 100% thought when you said you- – you're you're not gonna get through the the movie. I 100% thought, oh, Allie just doesn't like it, like, cause it's a B movie. It's yeah. a straight up like, 
lifetime mixed with horror B movie. Like the acting's over the top, the story's ridiculous. So when you sent that text, I was just like, ah, she couldn't sit through it. I understand. But I get why she didn't want to watch it. I, I should have said it's because she's pregnant, um, but I didn't. I was just like, oh, I don't but think this can work. For it Ali. makes me really sad because, out of the three of us, I think you'll really enjoy this movie. Well, and I have it on rental for twenty-four more hours after this, so I'm gonna watch it during work. And I would say I feel bad spoiling it for you. However, I watched a podcast, a forty-minute podcast that dissected this movie when it first came out and uh-huh. i thought to myself that sounds absolutely ridiculous i'm never gonna watch that movie and then as time went on it never left my, left my mind and then we said we were gonna do a horror movie i was just like i think that one actually be really fun to talk about okay sat down put it on it's a really fun movie okay <laughs> i think you'd really enjoy it i really do especially like i said when i texted you last night i understand because <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh, she didn't like the, the corny dialogue and the over-the-top acting. And, you know, I understand why she wanted to quit or why you guys wanted to quit. So I told you, watch the last 30 minutes. Yeah. The last 30 minutes is so much fun. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I should have just been like, hey, I have to watch this today. Um, so we're going to spoil it for you. But my point is, in that whole roundabout, come back around, is yeah. I, I, it was spoiled for me before I watched it. And I didn't it make me. Bad. It may may have made me like it even more because I knew what I was getting into. Okay. If I was going into this one blind, I probably would have been that same way where I'm just like, this is stupid. Well, what is this? This is stupid. We I made it like this. 10 minutes in. So I have the rest of the film to go. So I'm excited. I want you guys to spoil the crap out of it. Um, disclaimer in the head. Spoilers from yeah. this point on yeah. in for both movies. I have to say real quick, too. This movie was directed by James Wan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. James Wan did such fantastic movies as Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring, Aquaman, and Fast and the Furious <laughs> 7. This guy is a big name. Yes. And then you watch this movie and you go... Wait a minute, this is a James Bond movie? <laughs> what the crevice is garbage. He's like, James Wan? Who? Truly. All right, all right. Do you ever play the game where um, I'm just, I'm determined to get Letterboxd to sponsor us. I'm going to keep talking about them. Do you ever play the game where, like, when you're watching a movie, you're thinking about what your rating is going to be afterwards? Yeah. So I'm thinking about that during Malignant. And here's how it went, right? I, I you know, kind of start at a three and then things make it go up and down, right? So it was like three stars and then like, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, okay, this is like two star movie. And then I'm like, this is a one and a half star movie. This uh-huh. is a two star movie. This is a one and a half star movie. And then, yeah, you get to those last 30 minutes and I'm like, all right, this is a three star movie. Like, <laughs> I still like this because no, I was, I was kind of struggling through that first little bit. And I did like the scenes where Gabriel is out like killing people. Also, pretty kind of freaky right like the whole like in the shadows and all dark and with the hair over the face and stuff which kind of made me like a little sus like of it didn't make me i could i didn't guess what happened at the end right but like with the hair and everything and the weird way that gabriel moved and how fast it was like a pretty scary like monster right like Mm -hmm. for the movie i did like that but you're right oh my goodness i'm like watching this acting and there's even like actors who i've seen before who i even like a little bit and i'm just sitting there like oh my gosh and they're just like making their way through and it's so slow you're like yes i get it like he's killing the people from the lab we're gonna go one by and i'm just like oh my gosh like this is crazy (laughs) but yeah and then obviously it gets a lot better but that's just if we're talking about the beginning of the movie it, it might be a little tough for some people to struggle through i don't know maybe it's not even that bad just so I'm going to spoil this for Casey in a gif. 
<clears throat> okay. And also, this goes to with along lines with what you were thinking about. What am I going to rate this movie while you're watching it? This is all I had in my head while I watched this movie through the whole thing. <laughs> what is this? No. This is, do you recognize this gif? No, I don't know this gif at all. This gif, so you won't understand yet because you haven't seen the movie, but you can study that and you will understand. So for listeners at home, I'm sorry, this is a very visual gag, but 100% this is all I could think of through the entire movie. Community is one of my favorite TV shows, <laughs> along with Josh's, right? Like yes. you're up there too. There is an episode all about uh, the ass crack called, bandit. Yes, the ass crack <laughs> bandit. And in this episode, Chang disguises himself as a backwards person so that he can catch the person <laughs> sticking a, a coin down a fake ass crack, right? And so this gif is just a, a, a gif of Chang walking backwards with a fake what face Fake. and 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 he has a long like four foot long churro yeah that he's stuck in his mouth and he's, and he's, he's walking around backwards and he's it's like, just so like this churro awkward. tastes so good in my real mouth yeah. <laughs> so spoilers in a gif the idea of this movie uh-huh. big spoilers right here you find out that the main character, this woman who has been having these visions of murders, these ghastly mur- murders, and you're trying to figure out why she has this like weird psychic link with this, <laughs> with this serial murderer, whatever yeah. that has shown up, this monster murderer has shown up. You find out that he was actually this Gabriel guy was actually a conjoint twin that <laughs> she had on her back as a child. And who is that? The opening scene. That's the opening scene. That little monster that you see, like, Rah! yeah. That's the weird malignant tumor. And they say human we things. need to cut out the cancer. Yeah. Right. Because you saw, like, when they were dragging, you saw like the little like purple socks or whatever, right? Uh-huh. So the idea is like she's absorbed him partially in utero, right? And so basically, when they get to that reveal part, you see he's like got this creepy face and these weird little dinosaur, dinosaur arms. arms and stuff. And, like, her spine is there, but it's also kind of, like, his chest and ribs and stuff, like, on her back. Okay. Right? That's, like, where you see him, right? His face and then back so and So pretty much like Voldemort to, uh, yes. to Professor Quirrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so the idea is that her and this guy, this monster human Gabriel, share a brain. Okay. And so these doctors that you think are kind of, like, experimenting on her and has caused that, like, created that weird monster in the beginning of the movie actually were helping her and were removing that monster from her back. Okay. But they couldn't remove the entire monster. They removed everything except for the brain piece, like, the face that was on the back of her head because their brains were connected. They share a brain. Oh. So what they did was... They pushed the face into her skull and then covered the face up with the back of the skull and sealed her up, which contained Gabriel into her head. And as she grew up, Gabriel kind of went into this hibernation state. But when she hit her head, when her husband hit her head into the wall, that cracked her skull open and woke Gabriel up. And Gabriel starts going on a killing spree to go, you know, get revenge on these doctors that sealed him away inside of her head. Absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) It's an absolutely ridiculous premise. Why was it so fun? 
Like, why did... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Why did it get so so crazy? Wrapping back around to this gif of Chang walking backwards (laughs) with a fake face on the back of his head, that's what this entire movie is. Every time you see Gabriel running around, it looks really weird the way he moves and stuff, but if you're watching it, he's running backwards, and his joints are going the opposite direction that you should, that that they should be. And when you figure out, oh, it's because his face is on the back, Uh and when he takes control, he's... That's forward for him. Uh-huh. And so that's all I can think of. The whole thing is just like Jane Chang running around, just like, nom, 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 nom. This churro tastes so good in my real mouth. I get it now. And it's very funny. And now I have so many questions. So I will watch this now. I will watch it solo. And I will, then we, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm excited now. This description is great. So I watched this last, or last night with my wife, right? And we get to the very end, and she really, like, we were making fun of, but we also kind of liked the detective guy, Ke-Keon. Yeah, it starts with a K, I can't remember his name. Kekoa or something like that. that. Right? And number one, this man, oh my goodness, he's just trying to, like, get some the whole movie. Like, he's flirting with everyone. (laughs) Like, goodness gracious, bro. Like, chill out a little bit or just pick someone. Goodness gracious. But, like, right there near the very end, right, uh, Gabriel's kind of in charge, and he throws his little, you know, knife spear thing, right, and it hits him, and it shows him in the hallway, and he's like, oh, and then it cuts back into the drama, right, where Gabriel flips the bed on the sister, and all this other stuff happens, right? They don't show that guy the rest of the movie, and we're like, what happened? Like, what happened to him? And we, like, look some stuff up. It's like, oh, he died. I'm like, it didn't oh. freaking show that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and like, Usually so, when you get hit in the shoulder, that means the person's going to survive, too. Exactly, because so. it wasn't, like, his heart, right, directly. Yeah. It was, like, right here. And he was like, oh, and it showed him struggling. But then it went back into the room. And all, like, you know, this stuff happened where, like, she ends up, again, spoilers, right? That, it was, like... Because basically the whole movie, right, when she's been seeing these murders happen, right? She's been seeing... These like, visions. These visions. She'll like be in one place, but all of a sudden she can't move, and the room like melts around her, and she's in a different place. Basically, what had happened is when Gabriel would take control, he would put like her brain into like a hibernation phase where she thought that she was still just around the house doing stuff, but he took control. He went out, you know, put on you know the the coat and the gloves and stuff, right? And he would go out and he would kill these people. And when she was seeing it, it was just you know her seeing it right she wasn't like connecting with she him was, from somewhere she else was there she's actually she there. was there she would freeze you know and then gabriel would come back and then she would resume wake up you know oh like it was from a dream right uh-huh. and so then near the very end after all this stuff happens and you know uh gabriel kills a ton of people in a jail cell right holy cow that seems so kind of crazy <laughs> so much fun that's um, where the movie just takes off no running. and it just goes full action with this crazy because the thing is, it's so weird, too, because, right, Gabriel's the front, and so she's doing everything backwards. She, like, dislocates her shoulders to, like, do it like that, or I guess he dislocates her. I don't know how you'd say it, but but all of that happens, and it looks so crazy. It looks even crazier because, like, the hair looks all weird on Gabriel's side because he's just kind of, like, peeking through, and it's all bloody and stuff because he's got this crazy little, like, monster face. But then, like, her face is just on the other side. Like, like <laughs> just, like, eyes closed. Like, she's sleeping. Like, no big deals going on. And so all these fighting scenes going on. Gabriel's like, Aah! And she's just, like, asleep in the back. And, so oh imagine Casey going from this bad B lifetime movie horror thing. And then all of a sudden it just turns into, like, an over-the-top Matrix action, like, yeah. crazy action movie. That's <laughs> It shifts... From With a tone monster. to tone to tone, yeah, over and over again, and that's what happens. When are we, we get talking to the... the OG Matrix or are we talking the the new Matrix? Uh, I don't know. I, 
just threw that out there. Just over the top. Just just something that's very very action heavy. Over the top with the Matrix. That's, that's real life, guys. But of course, yeah. he's the one. Of course, you can fly. And Gabriel is the one. <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually really excited to see this based off of what you've told me now. Even if it's garbage, I'll, I'll yeah. enjoy. Like obviously, in the end, I was still like, okay, there's like three stars. It didn't end up being anything like better or crazier than that. But no, like, it yeah. did definitely redeem itself to where I was like, this was like fun. Like I like this, and it was like, like I said, there was like spooky parts, and it was kind of crazy. And that twist, like when you find it out, it's like, oh, that's kind of crazy. And when they reveal it, it, actually looks like pretty crazy too, right? When they first like show, because she's there talking, and they like put him to sleep, whatever, right? When he was there, then they woke him up, and just the visual of him being there. Yeah, on the you back. can <laughs> you can tell they put money into the effects. Yeah, like definitely, like. And, it, and that's another thing that I read a lot was just, like, everyone was so surprised that a big budget, like, they put a big budget to this B-movie, you know? like And it's all because James Wan wanted to do it. Like, yeah. James Wan, the horror master. James Wan, who did the Fast and the Furious. James Wan, who made a billion dollars on Aquaman, you know? This was his passion project. Him and his wife, I guess, wrote it together. You know she part. was His wife was the... Uh, the was she the forensic scientist the girl with the big glasses that's like running around that's james wan's wife and they, i guess they wrote it one him. of the main ones that Kako was trying to get with yeah, she yeah. was trying to get with him <laughs> she kinda, was trying to get with honestly. him <laughs> um but yeah so it's just this it's just this crazy little gem of a movie yeah. that just it's such interesting like concept really original with like where it actually ends up mm-hmm. right like again so many of it is just like these classic old not good horror tropes and these like like terrible lines and acting and stuff a lot of the time but then when it, it gets to the reveal the twist and then the action that goes from there definitely like worth like a watch yeah it's the same. i don't think i would say pay for it when you told me you no. rented it i was yeah. like oh no i paid for it three dollars <laughs> 99 cents so people we need a thousand of you to listen so i can get my money back um but okay well, this is going back to something really quick that you guys said because i don't know anything about this right but do you have a most rewatchable moment of oh, this the film? Oh, the entire last 30 minutes. So that's um, it. Yeah, because from the from the reveal to the action sequence to the end of the movie and how just like self-serious they are and just over the top it is, that jail cell scene when you find out exactly what's going on and she very first pulls her hair back and her skull opens up and this ugly face comes popping out, mm-hmm. there's your rewindable moment. <laughs> Just yeah, I was gonna there, say the jail cell scene. From yeah, the the jail cell into the action sequence because it, it goes from the jail cell into the police headquarters. It's just one big long action sequence. It's just and then into the hospital. I could just right? watch that over and over again. So yeah, um, I like that. Anything and else? That's all I have to say about Malignant. It's Malignant. wild. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and check it out if you just want to laugh with all your buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's definitely like a fun one. Like it, it's got those like horror, you know, aspects. Some little like jump scares. It's got and a stuff mystery like going. That. We're trying to figure out what exactly yeah, like, is what's happening. What's going on? Why is it like this? But definitely a fun one to watch and check out. If you have HBO Max, it's where it is right now, or wherever it might end up in the future. So, dude, the one scene where I like rolled my eyes like through the back of my head. <laughs> When she's yeah. like, so did so did that one guy, Gabriel. So did Gabriel. <laughs> no, yeah, for real. The one time where I released my own Gabriel. Oh my goodness, was when she's like, oh man, 
like this mental institution where she was at right my sister who i found out was adopted like a day ago let me go check it out and she's in seattle and she drives like an hour up the coast and there's this like castle <laughs> yeah that's like 20 <laughs> stories high with nothing but forests surrounding it. i'm like i gotta ask you this? this did it drive you crazy or make you nervous for her when she pulled up and parked oh my gosh side? she was like oh a my foot gosh. from the edge of a giant <laughs> cliff Lisa and i were watching we're like what are you doing <laughs> you're the only person here you don't have to park an inch from the cliff and, and it's not like side like horizontally like it's parallel drop she off. is vertical like pulls up so her front wheels are two feet from the edge of the cliff the first thing <laughs> oh i learned gosh. riding four wheelers and stuff is you do not pull up to cliffs like that. If you accidentally hit the gas or <laughs> if something goes wrong and it lurches forward, you're, you're going off that cliff. Oh it drove me crazy. There's, it drove me crazy. there's like, out of everything that's happened in this movie, this is the worst part. <laughs> there's no one else there, lady. Oh my goodness. But yes. So yeah, check Very out Malignant. It's fun. <laughs> okay, so I really Halloween ends. Yeah, Halloween ends. I watched all three. So I watched the other two in this revamp series. You know, the first one, I could do. I could watch that again. Didn't I we do that? Love the first. I'm one. I'm pretty sure we did. But then the second one, I'm like, this isn't good enough to be the second part of that first movie. And then this one, you know, the picture where people are like drawing the horses, and it gradually gets worse. Yeah. Like each panel of the horse, oh, yeah. like the face of this horse. Is literally just like a smiley face with two dots and like and like one tooth. Like it's like terrible. I don't know, but I'm sorry. I'm going really far into how I feel about this. But what are your guys' thoughts? I guess sorry. So you liked it? Then you're saying I loved it. I'm gonna go home and watch it again before bed tonight. Um. I I I ended up rating it the same as Halloween Kills, um, two and a half stars. It felt a little unfair because I can definitely say that I liked it more than Halloween Kills, but like I like teetered with like that three star rating, and I was like, I just can't, I can't do it. So, um, Halloween's oh. like, wait, 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 you rated this the same as Halloween Halloween Kills? I did. Yeah. What did you rate it? Two and a half stars. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I might have missed that for a moment there. So Halloween, uh, twenty eighteen. Four stars, okay. and then the next two sequels I rated two and a half stars. All right, and here's my little mini uh, letterboxed review. I don't always write reviews. So I'm really embarrassed to say I rated the first two the same. The first two? Yeah. It wasn't the greatest. All right. This is but there the... were some more redeemable parts. But we're talking about the final one, but I have to say I rated the first two the same. Oh, we're talking about the trilogy, right? So Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Go, Josh. Sorry. Um... I said, here's what I said about Halloween ends. Uh, I didn't mind the character action where the story ultimately ended up, but the dialogue and editing felt so clunky that the attempted conclusion of a 44-year journey felt uneasy, underwhelming, and unended. So my biggest thing was, like, when we were first watching the movie, like, that, the first, like, 45 minutes-ish, something just felt so weird like you were talking about like the weird acting and like bad lines and stuff like that there were so many like lines through the mm -hmm. first 45 minutes of this movie where i was like what is this like where it just the line feels so unnatural right 
Yeah. Like, there's the delivery. You don't know if it's, like, the directing where they're, like, say it different. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, like that. And you're like, what? But, like, it was just so weird. And I, I got scared partway through the movie, right? Are we in the spoiler territory? We're, we're in spoiler territory. Spoiler territory for Halloween ends. I got scared partway through the movie. I didn't mind this whole idea that Corey was going to, right? He had that, you know, sort of feel or urge inside of him, right? And he met up with Michael and he's like, teach me the ways. And Michael's like, I'm too old to do anything. I thought it was just going to be like a straight like transition and there was going to be no more, you know, of like the original shape. It was just going to be like, Corey is like Michael Myers now. And I was like, dude, are we, I was like, no, come Kind of passing the mantle, passing the mask to the next serial killer or whatever. I I thought that same thing. I was like, no, I thought you said this was ending and you're setting up a a sequel and this new guy, which they still technically could. Cause yeah. Anyway, go ahead. No. And so, and so that was like my thing. And then, so when it actually kind of ended up being like them, like doing stuff together and then Michael Myers really being the one who, you know, him and Lori in the end really do have like their kind of final thing, one final battle with each other. I was glad that it was that right. And not her like fighting Corey in the Michael Myers mask for some reason. Right. Yeah. Cause that would have been so corny and just, it would have been so much worse. Right. So I kind of liked it. I kind of liked, honestly, like the character of Corey. Right. And just like how, like how uneasy it could make you feel like, Oh man, like um, what's her name? Allison. She's like, finally thought she's like found this guy who like kind of has like that same history and Haddonfield of being an outcast or something, but I really like him and we can spend time together and stuff. But then you're like, okay, I know that he feels like that, but he's actually really bad. And just like that whole thing. I really liked it. I obviously liked that Jamie Lee Curtis was really a bigger part in this one than Halloween kills, you know, just (sighs) sitting in the hospital the whole time. What did you not like that case? I'm ready. I'm ready. I didn't have much else to say, so I'm ready for that sigh I, to be explained. I needed sir. to sigh really quickly. I did not like Jamie Lee's part in this. It was weak, and she was definitely a part of it. But like, I think just because it was more, than she was. Kills, she, I was like, it's something. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a great part, and I agree with you. And I don't want to like derail your comments. That's fine. Here. But like, how does a woman who is like paranoid and has issues suddenly like reformed and i'm like no no that's that's not how this works that is i mean i guess i like only maybe the light of christ came into her (laughs) life and she changed but like evil died that night oh yeah right (laughs) he didn't die right and you're just like oh man but then what a few halloweens go by where michael myers doesn't show up even though he's out there right he's not just like they're not like they don't think he's dead they don't think he's in prison he's just out there and she's like oh man well because my daughter died and he hasn't showed up for a couple halloweens yeah i guess i'm fine like (laughs) yeah it's all good that is like definitely strange especially since her whole life right especially in like this like branch of the movies was just dedicated to that and like not even living any sort of the same type of like not even like what they didn't have like deadbolts and stuff no did she even have a gun she had like the one in her in her safe right near the end which showed her when she like pretended to to oh yeah that's right that's right right? Mm -hmm. and that was it it was her bait yeah yeah, that's crazy right like such a change in character just for why yeah right uh, I saw the best thing on Instagram. Someone posted um, 
glad Michael Myers could make a cameo in his own movie. And I was like, <laughs> there you go. That explains it very well for me. <laughs> I, I think yeah. it takes like 45. It's funny you said 45 yeah. minutes because you said the first 45 minutes fell off. It takes about 45 minutes for Michael Myers to even show up in this movie. Yes. I, I'm happy they tried something new especially in the genre that just keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again, you know, of Michael Myers showing up, killing a bunch of people and then disappearing or dying or supposedly dying and then coming back to life in the next one. Awesome. They tried something new. This didn't work for me. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember the name of the main character, whatever his name was, but he was not introduced into this one. And so I didn't really, I felt a disconnect, like a big disconnect. Like this is a character that I've never seen before in a trilogy of movies and we're supposed to be wrapping this up right now. Yeah. Kind of had like Emperor Palpatine in the last Star Wars movie vibes where it's just like, it's so we obvious. just got to throw this new character in for the story even though we didn't set it up in the last two kind of a thing. And this kid's heel turn was so fast for me um, from going to this kid who accidentally, which we got to talk about the opening sequence. Yes. Because that worked incredibly well for me but just to put an end to my my point here is like i didn't really care about this kid because i'd never seen him before and then he's thrown in there he had one bad experience yes the town turned their back on him but then all it takes is looking into michael myers's eyes and all of a sudden he just like embraces the evil within and just decides after he is kind of making progress getting better you know he meets this girl who has had similar similar trauma that can understand what he's going through he starts to kind of start feel good about himself. And then all of a sudden he like looks into Michael Myers' eyes and somehow the evil transfers over. And for some reason, Michael decides not to kill this one person. And I'm just like, this is too much. This is, this is all too convenient for plot, you know, to make a new Michael Myers. And I thought the same thing you thought, that it was going towards this like setting up a new Michael for the next generation. And I'm just like rolling my eyes like it's supposed to end, you know. So I don't know. I didn't. I'm glad they tried something new. It didn't work for me. It was really slow for a slasher movie. There's not a lot of slashing. Um, the slashing they did do was pretty good. I absolutely loved how Michael, when he actually does something, stabs the nurse up into the painting and hangs her there from the knife. Like that was the moment I was just like, yes, well, because it's like very classic. Like, like it's like callback to the other ones, right? Yeah. Both Halloween 2018 and the original 1978 one, where he does a similar thing, right? Oh, like, I had I haven't seen the original in years, and I've only seen see, that I, one in these three. So. I had just watched it um, not too long ago, actually. He does so that. I remember that. Yeah, I don't I don't remember which one of the kids. It's one of the like boyfriends the or whatever boyfriend. that comes over. Oh, okay. It's kind of like in like a closet. Awesome. He like stabs. It's him. a great he, way like, to kill someone. It's very visual. I think it happens once in the 2018 one as well. I could it does crazy. with okay. a different boyfriend. Yeah. And so it's like, it is a very cool one and they don't like do it like so where it's just like the exact same, but mm -hmm. where it like makes like a little callback or something like that, which by the way, like not to like derail from Halloween ends too much, but like watching Halloween 1978 and the 2018 one, there were so many cool, just like little things like that just made me love it so much yeah, more because cool. I hadn't seen the 1978 one when we first originally watched Halloween 2018, right? Yeah. So cool. Like... When you look at Allison in the classroom that she's in and she looks out the window and sees, you know, Lori out there or whatever, right? It's like the same classroom that like Lori was in in like the original uh, cool. one. And when she looks it. and it's sorry, there's just like a lot of cool stuff like that, which is just another reason that the first the twenty eighteen version was the best of was this so trilogy good. by far. Yeah. I feel like in, in regards to the final trilogy, right, they wanted to get audiences back in a not like cheap way, and so they built a really good film. 
And then they knew that they could ghost on the rest of them is kind of how I feel. In this one, I think what's fascinating is uh, the part where we're talking about, like, the kid, I forget his name. Corey. Corey, Corey. thank you. He, he accidentally kills a child, right? And, like, he has a genuine fear because he's raised in a, he was raised in a town. His younger teenage years are done in Michael Myers' terror time, right? Pretty much, I would say. And he, he's freaking out. But what's interesting is the arc, right? We talk about this as like, oh, it's a weird arc. But like, think about it. Like, what has his mind consumed and been led to believe so much about Michael that the evil lives and it goes? And, you know, that moment at the first, I would say I would rate this to like, if we're, we're talking whatever, you do a workout on like an, a machine, right? And you do really high intensity and then it droops for a long time. And then you have a, a, a long period of no resistance. And all of a sudden there's like a couple like little bumps at the end. I think that's how this film felt to me. Um, weird, weird angles. And it, it proves like if you want to be like, oh, yeah, like that you can embrace things differently. And I feel like they were trying to tell from a different perspective, which is the difference that we're looking at. But this film was a fart like it literally <laughs> was like just the end of a meal and you ate too much and it was greasy and not great um and i know i went like very like oh yeah this is, this is really sensitive and whatever but it lost me like so, i, I found lost? myself looking at my phone so often oh yeah yeah in this film and i that's, guess that's because it wasn't like a slasher slasher no it was more of like a a romantic a, a ro- escape rom, from a rom slash yeah, I don't from know. trauma, like a romantic, like a Bonnie and Clyde escape from... Well, they make that joke pretty much, don't they? Like a Bonnie and Clyde joke, because in the second one, there's a Bonnie and Clyde reference. But then, like, Bonnie and Clyde are always predict, like, shown on a motorcycle. So I feel like that's what they're trying to go for. Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell you my review from Letterboxd really yeah, quickly? Right. I love I love Letterboxd, by the way. Um, I gave it two and a half stars. Um, you guys both gave better scores than I did. Oh. I gave it a two. I, I said, can I give this an emoji-based review? You cannot oh, yeah, give emoji-based reviews on Letterboxd, which is very aggravating <laughs> to me. Um, but I wrote, motorcycle, radio, rats, idealistic film with too much happening and a weird conclusion. I haven't seen that emoji. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a unique one. It's kind of like a, what does that look like? Uh, like a, a sphinx. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it just doesn't exist on Letterboxd itself. Okay, um, okay. But no, it, it's one of those things where I was like, I wish it had been better, but I'm also, I, I want to get to Michael Myers really quick, Vince. And I'm sorry if I've interrupted you a couple mm. of times. I want to talk about Michael Myers and how when he gets his costume in the first movie coming back, it's he's had the same costume every movie, and the mask has deteriorated each time. And that was my favorite part that of this film cool. was seeing where the mask had made it. It kind of shows the person underneath the mask is like burnt and old and decrepit and. Like yeah. that that's awesome. I love that too. Yeah. But that brings up another problem that I have with it <laughs> is throughout this trilogy I just can't decide I can't figure out what Michael Myers is because in the last one he just seemed like the terminator and was like some existential evil spirit that was unkillable and un, you know just just destroyed and just kept moving forward no matter mm-hmm. what. But in this one they said he's just a man and he acted like just a man. I'm just like, there's inconsistencies that I, here that I don't enjoy. Well, this this is what I'm I wondering. Want them to decide what he actually is and stick to that. Because if he's just a man, then when he got shot, he should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, he's not. Well, I, I, was, I was thinking about this earlier. Because if the bullets went through clean, he'll live. And he'll be mostly fine if he can hold it together, right? But 
if he has a bunch of metal lodged at him, he's one, probably getting like lead poisoning from the tips <laughs> of these things. But two, like think about shattered bones, torn ligaments, like all this type of stuff in which you see that character kind of here at the end. Cause he's like, he's pulling people into a drain pipe. Like this is how far I, I thought they're going to lean. Yeah. I thought they were going to lean into the supernatural acts aspect of it all and be like, Oh, Michael Myers is like regenerating through his kills, you know, because he has to like, he's, he's spent his evil and he got beat up too much. And so now he's like hibernating in this, this sewer and every, every person that he kills makes him stronger. I thought they were going to go I thought that's that. what they were doing when Corey and him dragged the guy in there yeah. together and he's like stabbing him and Corey's like laying behind him. I was and like, Michael, doesn't he like get up and like he, breathe heavily or something? So I'm like, oh, okay. He's gaining his power back. Cause he's a supernatural entity. Yes. But no, he's not. It drove me crazy. I just can't decide what Michael is. I maybe 100% that's the point agree with you. Series? I don't know. Well, maybe he's more. Maybe he's not a person. Maybe it's the the idea of evil itself, you know, and not not this. He's just a representation of it. I guess that's what they were trying to do. I don't know. It just, I don't know. Yeah, I I can't I can't say. I'm sorry. I don't know because it felt like like literally when I'm joking about this, like the panels with different paintings. And it just turned out to be like a little smiley face yeah. at the end. And he's got a little knife or something. I don't know. But it's like, who lost the plot? Like, what happened? That's my question. It's like, the idea I can appreciate, the execution was poor. Introducing a new character with such a big arc at the last movie is not great. If they could have done this at the very end of the last movie, like that part where Corey kills the kid, that they're like three years later type thing or whatever... And like, kind of having kind of slowly turning throughout the series. Yeah, but like, him kicking the kid off, and then the end, it like talks like two years later, jumps to like time or whatever. That would have been easier to digest than like the first fifteen minutes of the film, and then all of a sudden he's like, he's working in the mechanics garage, destroying stuff, fixing stuff, gets a motorcycle, rides a bike everywhere, like hasn't changed. Ah, not not yeah. not my thing. So I got one more negative thing to say before I want to focus on the positive because there was okay. some good stuff in there. There was. I think the biggest disappointment for me, because I kind of went in this blind. I don't think I saw any of the trailers for it or me anything. Neither. Um, biggest disappointment for me was it's Halloween ends. I want to see how it ends between um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't remember her character name. We were bad at this. Time. Lori. Lori. Between Lori and Michael, I wanted to see how that ends. Um, did the ending work for you guys? Her little showdown with her and the actual Michael? Oh, we're in the kitchen or we're... Yeah, the whole sequence in the kitchen after he kills himself, I'm... Corey kills himself, and then Michael actually shows up and she gets her final moments with him. I'm glad that it happened, right? Because just that showdown not happening at all, which, like I said, I was afraid was going to be something, right? I'm glad that it happened, and there were some cool callbacks to other films in there, other, you know, previous films in there, but it was just, it was kind of a letdown, I guess. Like, like I said, there were some cool callbacks, you know, she grabbed like the knitting needle at mm-hmm. one point and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like the original one, like that's so cool. And she didn't even really use it. I think she got stabbed with it in this one, yeah, like I think the so. opposite. Right. And then like when she kind of like stabbed and like. You know, kind of like well, him, that... like on the table that was kind of like in Halloween Kills when he had done that to someone. But I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts about it. Like I said, I was just glad that it did happen. It was disappointing, kind of like the rest of the movie. But at least it was there. Yeah, that's kind of how. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's like imagine 
imagine it's your birthday and literally you've worked all day it's been a rough day at work you just not feeling it and somebody's like i got you a cake and it's your least favorite flavor of cake <laughs> and you're like thanks <laughs> like you're like thank you like you're like you're grateful that it was there but you're like, I wish, what, I wish it just wouldn't have even had a cake. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not trying to be too negative about it because there were some good parts about it, like how they make the joke. I believe it's either in, I believe the movie before this one where her grandma stabbed uh, someone with a knitting needle type thing. They put the knitting needle stab in there. Like, that's cool. Like, there's some cool callbacks. And I also, I like a couple of things about it, but like, it was just kind of like not my jam. I'm also it's, sorry it's, I keep looking just at this way. I don't know why I'm like, hi, Vince. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's easier. It's just, I feel like the, that's what I wanted the whole movie to be. And I think that's my biggest problem with this movie is I want it to be focused on the conclusion of Laurie and Michael. And we got a giant story about two characters that I don't, that I considered side characters from the last two instead of the focus on the main two characters. And the conclusion of it didn't, leave me satisfied and that's what they set it up to be i think i saw one trailer but i saw a lot of like advertisements like banner ads and stuff like that and when i was watching stuff on peacock right they were advertising it pretty heavily was like it was like their last showdown right that's what they were advertising Lori and michael are gonna finish go at it. it for it all right halloween ends but Evil it turns out tonight. that's just the last 15 minutes of the movie and i was kind of like oh well I'm glad, like you said, I'm glad we got around to it, but this is just doesn't feel as, I don't know, satiating. My cake wasn't as satiating as I wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry but to bring that in. There are things that I really did enjoy about the movie. All right, um, go. I want you to lead. Um, let me pull out my notes because I, I just spaced what they were. While you pull out your oh notes, I'm going to have one really quick that's in the middle ground that I was like, I thought was like really cool and interesting. But then upon like further examination, actually ended up kind of being disappointing. When Michael grabs Corey's throat in the little sewer thing and they have that thing where they're looking to each other's eyes, each other's eyes, which by the way, like looking so close, having that close up shot at the eyes and you could see yeah, his mess. face. That was super cool, by the way. I really liked that. He has like little like flashbacks, right, of his life and stuff and what happened with the kid and other stuff like that. It might have been edited like this purposefully because it's really fast cut shots, right, where you're seeing a lot of things from his past. They show one shot of him getting pushed over the rail, which had just barely happened, right, with like the like the dumb like marching band kids, right, like pushing him over the rail. Those which, by the way, in I'm band. in marching band, and like these kids are like, oh my gosh. Look how cool we are. We were this in the gonna marching be one of my, band. One of my bits. I was going to say one of the things I love the most yeah. is that all marching band kids are evil bullies. Exactly. Yeah, that's it just holds up, right? Well, like me. It just, just like you. I immediately actually thought of you, Josh, when I first <laughs> met you because I first met you at a marching band thing. That is true. And straight up, like, he was, like, not, like... He, he was just this little teenage kid with like a drum, but he was like, like, he was fit and sweaty. And I'm like, but I these was, kids don't look like marching band to kids. To be fair, I was like kind of fit back then, but like, it's like, it holds up. Yeah, they're like cooler kids in marching band, but as a, <laughs> as a rule, 
the nerds, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. They're just like, yeah, look at these cool kids. And, yeah, anyway. Sorry. So they edit it in well, that Maybe sequence. they're trying to show that Corey's the low of the low of the totem pole. Even and the, even even the, the marching band kids, the marching band kids are, are <laughs> above him impossible. in line. Maybe that's just where but they're going. It showed, the, it showed the scene where he pushed him over the rail, right? And right afterwards, it had shown... Um, the kid like that had fallen to his death right and that happened in such a fast sequence that i watched it for the first time i thought that it was he did push the kid over like uh, when it did it in quick succession i thought that the whole like purpose. why the serial killer or whatever was like awakened in him was because you know he kicked the door down but you didn't actually see the door hit the kid and the kid fall off right you saw he was doing that and then you know the parents walk in and you just see the kid drop which crazy by the way yeah but i so i thought maybe i was like oh like crazy twist like everyone's talking about how he was actually you know he's talking about how he was innocent the judge found him innocent because it was an accident but he like actually did do something like that but then i rewatched it closer like pause play pause play you know like really fast like pause rewind play you know <laughs> but but i watched it and then i saw it was the scene from the bridge and then that scene and i was like oh, okay that's actually kind of disappointing like i was like i thought it was like some weird twist like that's like why the he woke the serial killer within but not to be all right so that was well, my that, middle ground well that gets me to i think we talked about my other things that i loved the hanging nurse on the wall um that the fact they tried something new and they didn't just do like oh passing the mantle this is the new michael but I want to talk about that opening sequence yes. so bad because this worked so incredibly well for me. This set a, a standard for what I expected the movie to be that it never delivered on after it did it. Because this, this beginning scene of him coming over to babysit, watching the kid, I, I you're sitting there expecting Michael to show up. Through yeah. the entire sequence, you're just like, oh, okay, we've seen this. We're going to do it the again. babysitter. And they just twisted that and put their own spin on it that i just did not see coming at all and it is you feel that moment when Corey knocks that kid off of that what what three story four story staircase and when that kid hits the ground they didn't hide anything usually in movies they kind of when especially when it's kid violence you know they kind of cut away from that and they let your brain fill it in no this movie they they make you feel that moment that the, the parents feel when they walk in and see their kids smash on the ground and die. And it's just like, I mean, I'm just sitting here watching it all by myself in the room. And I, I sat up. I was like, oh. Oh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, this is going to be a movie. Let's go. Because what you said about it is so true, right? You're like, oh, we've seen this. And not only that, it set up, like, so many of the classic, like, my, my, right, the babysitter, right, and the kid. The knife, you know, mm -hmm. being left out. Him, like, looking up those stairs, you know, you're expecting to look up, and, you know, Michael Myers, like, peeks out and looks down, you know? They set up everything Hearing for it to be Hearing the little kid, like, that. screaming help. You know? like, oh, my gosh. Here, let's go. Let's exactly. Move. They set it all movie. up, and then they subvert your expectations. And truly, like, like you said, this opening scene, even though it didn't have anything to do with Michael Myers because of what it set up, but didn't deliver like you said might have been one of the best mm -hmm. in the whole movie honestly so that would be my rewindable moment so uh, do you have something to add to that casey sorry i cut you off that was gonna be actually my comment was that's my rewindable moment rewatchable moment whatever it is because that like it's it's like going to the teppanyaki grill and he just like that's the experience right there that you're expecting throughout the whole movie and you're like damn i'm ready 
you're ready for the shrimp to get thrown in your mouth through yeah. the whole thing. In the pocket, whatever it is. I was like ready for Instead it. Instead of throwing the shrimp in your mouth, he chucked a butcher knife at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. He took all the food and just like put it back in, the, in this little tray, but all mixed together. And he left for a little while. Then he came back out and he was like, you guys get a small portion. That's how I feel about it. But I love this movie. You're right. They pull nothing back. They were just like, here it is. Let it go. And you're like, are you serious? Because I was like, because at this point in time, like, Ali had to go to the bathroom. And so we paused the movie, and I have a minute just to be, like, processing that moment where I'm like, I just watched the kid die. (laughs) I watched this accidentally happen, and it's like, whoa. And that that was huge for me. And I was like, okay, that's my favorite moment of the whole movie. I knew it was from the beginning, so... Go ahead, Josh. I feel like that, like, if I picked, I feel like that would be, like, my most rewatchable moment as well. But just to, like, put some variety, I'll also say that even though the film struggled its way through everything, and I really did like the the final scene where, you know, Laurie and Michael show down, you know, like, the little, you know, he grabs the mask and stuff after, what's his name, had dropped it. I actually kind of dug the whole, like, final sequence with, like, the procession that, like went down you know because in the previous movie you had you know like that the big old sheriff with the cowboy hat and whatnot right where he was kind of trying to like hold it together where even though everyone in the town was going crazy and screaming evil dies tonight he was like what are you guys doing like trying to get him to chillax like when we actually finally got to this point and they killed michael and they were like tying him on top of the car to like do a procession with him to smash his head in the compactor yeah right which by the way that's also that's like this is kind of like my other rewatchable moment because even though the film was kind of clunky i kind of liked this portion of like the ends right this kind of actually finally (laughs) saying all right you're going in the freaking trash compactor bro you're not coming back from this and this is where jamie lee's character can finally actually sit down and breathe i feel because like this is what I expected from the last movie, right? Like, every time they've killed him, they haven't had a body to, like, exactly. desecrate. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but, like, yeah. but, like, but this one, they do it. They, like, And so they do. And the thing is, that I liked it, right? Because, like, there were, like, a couple cops there, you know, and the other ones were, like, tying his body on top of the cop car because you're like, oh, it's kind of messed up. But for this town, right, this story, this horror that, what is it, over however many films, they say he's killed, like, 92 people or something like that, right? John Wick did that in three, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's just happened for forever. I saw, like, big sheriff cops show up, and I thought, like, in the last movie, he was going to be, like, the voice of, like, reason, right? Within, like, you know, this story that's happening, I was expecting there to be this guy being like, hey, like, y'all need to chill out. And because, like, the other cops were like, that's not the way it happens or something. And even he was like, it is tonight. We're gonna show people the boogeyman is dead. Exactly. Where I was also like, I was like, isn't it like, like Halloween or like, or maybe it wasn't even Halloween. I don't remember the timeline. But I was like, I was like, I get it. Like, they're like kids out or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dead guys. I want to commend you for calling that moment out. That was a good moment, actually. If you think back on it, I also so weirdly going back to the Bonnie Clyde thing really quick. That was actually a little bit of a. There were a couple of moments in this Bonnie and Clyde type relationship that mm-hmm. happened for me, and I really actually weirdly like that they burn the radio station down, <laughs> like that he he goes through with it, like let it all burn type thing. Even though he's like in a manic phase, whatever. I liked that a lot. Um, I would say that some of those parts were actually really good as well. They weren't perfect. They were like a little bit clunky. I'll give him that. 
but they made the film at least a little bit more digestible, I think, at times. Um, and yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Do you guys have any other... Just got to shout out the drumstick through the eyeball kill. That was another good one. I was about to ask, so I was going to say, do you guys have any other like really big like storyline things before I just have like a couple of like no go ahead questions okay favorite slash most brutal like kill in the movie obviously I think like brutal as far as like shock value is obviously the one at the beginning but then the freaking welding torch oh I forgot about that oh my goodness and then maybe this wasn't the most brutal kill but the one where it was like I don't think most interesting I don't know where he cuts the guy's tongue off at the radio station Ooh, like and then it's either. going around the record and like the needles bouncing off and you can hear it on the radio that was like that was like gruesome and i was like oh that's kind of like that's kind of messed up like with the <laughs> tongue going around the 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 record i was wondering if you guys had any other ones obviously not to be like oh my gosh but like that's like also like kind of like no, why you want it's, it's a, a slasher, slasher film yeah like, i think you nailed it i also like the when they go back to the auto yard and he like drives the truck out and hits that chick kind of she doesn't all of the auto yard doesn't kind of die but like she gets trapped underneath and then he like freaking the one guy has a gun yeah then that happens but the one guy has a freaking gun and like shoots the stepdad or whatever that's pretty freaking crazy that was a cool shot by the way from him disappearing from behind him after he shot him, right? Because yeah. the dad stands oh, up yeah, yeah. and he says, no, don't, because he had had his mask off, right? So he sees it's Corey. He says, no, don't. He gets shot by the dumb kid. And then um, falls over and, and then gone. he falls over and he's gone. Well, and that's interesting that, that, that Corey was able to absorb, like, that skill of dis- disappearing. he from... kind of did, right? Yeah. Not, like, the disappearing he did, but it's like, in other times you see that he didn't really, like... Well, he, his full power he didn't like walk as much like michael myers like he had his differences but like there was like an idea of transference there which was interesting i give it that um but still this movie was a fart so uh, <laughs> that's all i want to say um i got nothing else to say about this movie would i watch it again probably maybe once every five spooky seasons just if i'm watching the trilogy but i would much rather watch another movie <laughs> i don't know I'll rewatch Halloween 2018 for sure. And if there was another one I would I would watch, you know, besides the original, obviously, I think it would be this one. But just for me, right? I'll probably need to take a deeper dive into a lot of the older ones, which I haven't seen, right? Because I've seen those four, right? 1978 and then the new trilogy. So probably take a dive into those before I return to these last two. But I would watch all of the Friday the 13th movies from back in the day before we were watching this one. So there, that's how I feel about it. You're a Jason fan over a Michael Myers fan. Huh? Weirdly, I became one. But no, I would watch all the other movies that I've watched of this, just not this one. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. As far as I'm concerned, these sequels never happened. And Halloween 2018 is a standalone film because uh. I can't say it enough times. It's one of my favorite horror movies of, of all time. I loved the 28. Halloween movie <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure I saw that one before I saw the original Halloween and maybe that's why it holds a more special place in my heart compared to the other ones I've never seen any other ones I've seen this, these, this new series and I've seen the original that's it Okay. 2018 Halloween worked so well for me um, and I feel like these sequels cheapened the original the 2018 sorry the 2018 one so I try not I, I, I don't want to be down on these other two movies, but they're not for me. I don't think I'll ever watch them again, but I will 
definitely watch the 2018 Halloween movie over and over and over and over because it's fantastic. Very nice. I agree. Anything else you want to add, Josh? Nope. Just thanks for being here. Please let us know what spooky movies you guys have been watching as we, you know, go through spooky season because so we love wait it. i got one more question oh yes i'm ready Where, was this movie babo babo or babo <laughs> this was a bad one right this, this was bubba booey <laughs> this is gonna be a new running Bobo joke guys i'm gonna yes. babo babo or babo nabo all the rest of the movies we review <laughs> babo nabo's the no yeah. babo nabo for me here you heard it here third <laughs> Um, no guys, uh, I hope we do another spooky season episode actually maybe before Halloween happens. So, uh, in the end guys, as always, thank you for sticking with us. The four of you that have, um, I want to call out one of my coworkers who literally told me that they missed our podcast a little bit before, uh, we started planning this one. And so shout out to you, unnamed person, but, uh, really thank you for that. And it's, it's cool to come and do this. So we've been doing it for a long time. Like you said, we started out doing Brightburn years ago, and we're still doing this, like, not as often as we used to, but still at a great pace. And so my hope for the next year is we do a few more episodes. Maybe we should just get 12 on the books, one a month. Who knows? Um, but anyhow, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Pause Where I Play podcast, especially talking about these two Halloween films. And uh, let us know what you thought. Follow us on our socials, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Pause Where I Play podcast.